you going to get that? God's given me to kind of do this a prayer before I hmm. teach, so just to join me <laughs> and uh, just a brief prayer. Yeshua, open our hearts that we may see wondrous things that's impossible to believe without your spirit. As we hear the reading of the holy inspired writings expressed from your Torah. Yeshua, we ask that your anointing fall into this place and overtake our affections and desires. Mighty King, our Lord, possess us as we yield ourselves and surrender all to you, for you are our all in all. Make your presence known in us and through us as we learn more of you today. We await for a radical spiritual and natural change because we have inhaled your word today. All glory, honor, and splendor to our Lord and King. Amen, so be it. Amen. Amen. So this is number six, right? This is number six. So you can go to the webpage and you can get one, two, three, four, five teachings on this. And uh, I would encourage you to go and continue to hear it. We're going to have to kind of get through here. Um, this has been a series, our identification with Christ, our twofold one is part six. Uh, throughout the series, we've studied the new creation connection with Christ as it relates to our twofold oneness. It's with our sin on the cross, uh, with his. Uh, it's, we're with him, <laughs> with our sin on the cross, and, our, and we're with his glory on the throne. Amen. As he died and was buried and suffered and alive and righteous and crucified, uh, and uh, crucified Satan, we're with him in all those ways. And now we will explore how we've been made to rise with him in the last part of this series. We've been made to rise with him. This part of the series, made to rise, is such a very astounding word that we have no clue to because we don't have the reality of our connection with our new creation. You've been born again. You've been born from above, not from below or beneath, of, of this fleshly nature from your parents, but you've been born from above, from heaven now. This is not a, a reality for us, and I, I really pray that this teaching brings us to a place of stability of our new creation, a forever knowing of who you are. Amen? Amen. You've been made to rise with him. First of all, do you realize that you've been made to rise with him? It's a rhetorical question, just something for you to reflect on. Do I really realize or have I realized that I've been made to rise with Christ? And really, what does that mean, mm -hmm. rise with Christ? Can our hearts and mind really connect that divine mystery of raising with Christ? Have your heart and mind connected with that? Are you experiencing the epitome of love that was wrought through the redemption of your salvation. There's no greater romance story that can ever be told than what was done on Calvary. 
There's no lover that you can meet that can express this type of love that he has shown to you, not only on that day, but forever. And yet we seek another lover. And you have not met love until you have met Jesus. The saddening news today is that many Christians walk in a tremendous deception about their accountability as a Christian. You have an accountability to Christ. There's a true deception of your understanding of your sonship. You're even deceived about your sonship who you are. What does it mean to come to the gathering? What does it mean to be saved? You, we have become deceived in our relationship and our accountability to Christ. How we're supposed to live. We've been deceived thinking that we can still say God and serve Satan. We've been deceived that we can still pray to the only true living God and still live how we want to live. We've been deceived thinking that he still hears our prayers when we walk in absolute disobedience to the word of God. We've been deceived. We lack the knowledge of knowing who we really are to be called a son of God. What does that really mean? Does that mean I can do what I want with my life and compromise the word of God? Doesn't mean I can come and come to the gathering when I feel like it and pray when I feel like it. Is it based upon my feelings or is it based upon my willingness to surrender my will to the Father? We're going to learn more about how we're disconnected with our own fellowship of our new creation. Mm. Mm. your lack of fellowship with your new birth. And this has caused us to fall prey to the ways of the world. And we've been enslaved by the ways of the world. You have been not only enslaved by the ways of the world, but you have been enslaved by your own flesh and its dictate. Your flesh has been dictating to you what is good and what is bad. Mm hmm so your life is out of focus. You have no real clarity about how to live. But you feel that you are wise in your own understanding. Or your friends or your parents. But God says in a fool eyes, he sees himself as wise. Mm -hmm. You think that your way is a better way than serving God. You think you can make things work without God. He said, you can do no thing without me. Mm. We have left our position and Christ, and we're operating from the position of this world, which caused us to make it impossible to operate from a heavenly perspective. So it's it's impossible to pray from a heavenly perspective if your perspective is earthly. That's right. mm -hmm. Your connection with God is unplugged because you are living earthly. You're not living heavenly. 
You still see God when Jesus in the form of the flesh as on the cross. We're still referring to Christ on the cross. That's far as your understanding has been, Jesus on the cross. His earth walk. Your perspective have not connected to Christ's ascension. He has risen with all power and authority that has now been delegated to you. That part we're unplugged from. You can relate to Jesus on the cross. You can relate to that. You can relate to his earth walk. You can relate to that. You can relate to that he died. But what you can't relate to is the revelation of the work that was done in his death, in his suffering, and in also his ascension. And you were with him with all of those different parts of your new creation. Mm -hmm. So you pray and you talk from an earthly perspective. And you say that you're a son of God. That we're his children. And you can't believe what you can't see. You only believe what you see. He said, you are carnal. You operate like an unbeliever. Those who are not saved. Non-believers. Those who are not saved. He said, you operate as mere men again. But you have been given power and authority and rule and reign. We need to really grasp our identity. We need to close the gap of not getting it that you've been born again. Mm. We need to really get it that this earth is not your home. We really need to get that. We really need to get the fact that your wisdom does not outweigh the wisdom of God. You need to get that. You need to get that you're already healed. You're already delivered. You already have conquered Satan. You've already done that. Depression. Defeat. You're overcomer. You need to get that. You need to get that you're free. You're free from the grips of the enemy. You're free even from yourself. You're free not to walk in anger and unforgiveness. You are free. He wants you to close this gap between earth and eternity. So let's go to our foundation scripture. Colossians 3, 1 through 4. That's Colossians 3, verse 1 through 4. Just going to talk a little bit about the book of Colossians. Uh, Paul here was really talking to the people of God about false teachers. Mm. That was adding and are taking away parts of the word of God. He also was reminding them about Jesus Christ and about their true message. 
he kept reminding them that their life was not their own. He was reminding them that Christ was now their lives. He was encouraging them and promoting them spiritually to understand that Christ now is your new life. Christ is your new life. Your new life is not David. And for our distant learning people, John, your new life is not John. BK, Lauren, your lives are not your own. Here it says, now Christ is your new life. Christ is your life. Can we fully say that, that Christ is our life? This is why your life is still so miserable, because it's your life. It's the old man. So hear what it has to say here. He, he kept reminding them that the Christian, that their past life is gone. Your past life is gone. Failure, eternal damnation is gone. Mm. It's gone. Ashanti, it's gone. He has eradicated. He said that life is hidden in him. And he is in God. Thank you. That life. He said, your life is now in me and Jesus Christ. He said, and that life as in my father. Mm. Can you even relate and connect the dots with that? That your life is in, is hidden. It's not only in him, but it's hidden in him. You trying to find something that cannot be found anymore because it's hidden in Christ that's in his father. It's gone, people of God. And when you try to go, this is why you don't make a memorial of your, your past because when you do that, you go back just to remember to remember. Mm. This is why, even with our loved ones, I don't go back to the grave on Memorial Day any day. To remember. Mm. I know my mom was my mom and all what she did, my father and my sibling that's passed on. I don't need to build a memorial for them. He said, build a memorial for the times that I delivered and brought you out so you will remember Good me. God. Mm. What does it profit you to remember your deceased mom? It brings sadness. Depression. Depression. Your father, your whatever loved one. What does it profit you to build a memorial for those who in the flesh, their house was temporary? Like yours. But he is eternity. He said, build a memorial for me, Dave, so you will remember and not forget 
how I have brought you out. So when you get in any other type of situation, it's going to bring up a joy. This is why James says, count it all joy when you fall in these, these uh, temptations and divers in different situations and circumstances because I will, I am the deliverer. I brought you out. Put a memorial for that. Put a memorial for the breaker. Mm -hmm. I am the breaker. He's also known as a man of war. You don't have to war because he does the warring for you. Amen. Mm. So the Holy Scripture reads this. We're in Colossians 3, 1 through 4. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Okay. Mm -mm. Which Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Again, Please. if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Stop seeking things of this world. He said they perish and they fade, they decay. Yep. They're temporal. Because they're in time. Exactly. Everything in time, like your body, uh, decays. You can buy a brand new car, let it sit up for 20 years, it will rust, oxidate. It ain't did nothing. Brand new car. But because it's in time. Mm -hmm. Just think about your natural body. Yep. If you don't refresh, take a bath. Uh -huh. mm. It's a no teeth. daily, and it's just a sign of the body is decaying. It's decaying. It's decaying. It's not just as an uh, unpleasant odor. It is a sign of decaying. It's a sign of letting you know that there's someone greater than you. Every time that you refresh, this is why you should give him glory. Amen. Because he's giving you now a body that's not temporal, but a glorified body. Mm. Mm. Amen. Incorruptible. He says, seek. But what we're going to do, I'm go real quick, really, in, um, mm. to define arise, because this is what has to happen. Mm. Arise. Because we have risen with him, correct? Yeah. Correct. Arise means this, and this is what the body of Christ has to do, to get up. Mm. Get up from your lower state. Mm. Come on. Get up. Awaken. Move upward. Ascend. Come into being. Originate. So when you were born, when you was raised with him, you was originated. You were you came into being because you were dead. Appear. Mm -mm. You're here, but you are not here. Appear. Make your presence known. Mm -hmm. A kingdom presence. Appear kingdom. Spring up. Increase. 
arise, develop, grow, come into existence, undergo a change in a bodily posture. Arise. Arise. Mm. <laughs> Renounce a former allegiance. Resist. Engage in a mutiny against an authority. And this is Satan that we're talking about. When you arise, this is what happened. You renounce a former allegiance mm. with the people that you were hanging with that were no good for you. You arise, you renounce a former allegiance. You resist. You engage into a mutiny against an authority that was oppressing you. Arise. Arise. Is there a stipulation there? No. Okay. This is what happened when it says we were made to rise with him. We were made to rise. You were made to succeed. You were made to grow and develop. You were made to prosper. Mm. You have been made to increase. This is why there doesn't need to be a blessing upon you for increase. You've been made to increase. It's in your salvation. <laughs> it's in your new DNA. <laughs> You've been made to increase. You've been made to undergo a change. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Pastor. You said something real good. You mm -hmm. said your DNA has been changed. Mm -hmm. your, your DNA has your heritage, your lineage mm -hmm. in the DNA, inscribed in your blood. It has your family tree in your blood, but now your DNA has been changed now. Now you're born not from the, from the earthly flesh, but now you're born from above, mm -hmm. which would be his word. Mm -hmm. Y'all know the power. Y'all understand that it's a living word. Life is in the what? Blood. Mm -hmm. Your DNA has been changed. If you say, I would say that they will actually go in and take your blood before you were changed and, and then take it and analyze it versus taking it after you have been uh, saved and born again. There should be a significant difference molecular in your blood Amen. because you are born now the spirit of God. Amen. 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 Yes, ma'am. Glory. It's going to be changed mm -hmm. to your heavenly father. That's right. Right now, you got your earthly father, mother and father, mm -hmm. X and Y chromosome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now you're born from above. You literally are born anew again. He says a new creation that never before existed, Hallelujah. ever existed. So who I am, see, you think you're your flesh. You have some, but you're not your flesh and bones. You are a spirit created in the image mm -hmm. of God. When mm -hmm. Adam fell, that there's a, there's a dis disruption in the DNA strand. Mm -hmm. There's an event in the DNA. They can actually see in the DNA where that fall came. You got to do deeper study on that. But now when you're born again, you're not born of that earthly, that, that, that second Lord nature. You are literally born from the sperma of God. From heaven. This is why your, your blood, this is why that blood had to be shed. Everything in that blood, the life 
the breath, everything. Your DNA history now is from God. Amen. And he said, Nicodemus, don't you know? How come you don't know this? You are the top. You are the Sanhedrin of the of the Pharisees. You don't know that you must be born again. Amen. See, you got she's trying to tie this into that. You are literally born again. Now, your spirit has been recreated. So when you have a new identity, Chloe. you have a new way of life, a new Amen. way of living Amen. and a new way of thinking this. You. Total new. Total new. New. New way of thinking. New way of living. How you've been raised in your life experience, your culture, everything is gone away. New appetites. New desires. So we're going to go into mm. and really break down. We're going to go a little deeper into the treasures of the Holy Scripture here. Um, Apostle Paul really encouraged a believer to arise and live the new life, which is now the life of Christ. Seek the things that are above. And what we're going to do is really break down, seek, and set your mind on from that uh, passage there. So to seek means to ask, to gain access to. To seek, gain access to the mind of Christ. To ask, inquire of, learn, seek the things from above. We talk from heaven. How does things operate in heaven? It's the reverse of earth. They oppose each other. Heaven and earth cannot mix the way of living and thinking. This is why we to seek the things from above, heaven. How do we live? How do we exist now? Seek the things that are above. Uh, and also it means when we, we actually setting our minds on things above, how do you do that? You direct your mind and fix your mind on the affections and the desires of. Mm. This is how you set your mind on. He said, now, now set your mind after you. To me, it seemed like it was kind of reverse. It says, Seek the things that are above, then set your mind on the things that are above. But to me, my seems like my mind has to be set on it to cause me to seek it. Mm -hmm. There you go. So the things that you have your mind set on, these are the things that you seek out. So my question to you is, what is your mind set on? Come on. What is your affection? Brenda, what are your affection and your desires set on? Because what your affection and your desires are set on, that's what you're going to seek. Mm. I was telling Rocket this morning, I was just saying that I'm, gonna, I'm really going to have a talk with all my girls. When I say all my girls, I'm saying all my girls here, is that I need to know, I want to encourage you. I want to provoke you. I want to cause you to think. I, I want to inspire you to be at the place where you should be with God. And if things in your natural life are going to balance because things in your spiritual life is where it should be. Amen. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call a gathering with the woman to do that. And I was thinking about it. And I said, she, I said uh, um, we're talking about all the different, talking about her, Star, everybody. And I said, some things I want you all to work on. And I believe that certain ones need to do this. 
but it's all of us. We need to set our affection and desires on God. Mm. Because when we set our, and see, that means your mind. So if I set my mind, Gabby, on God, it calls me to seek him. I said, we are, our mind is set on something else. So you're seeking that. And this is why I was telling Rock, Rock said, well, I don't know what I, I have a passion to do or I, what I really love to do. I said, because your love is not for the correct lover. And when you seek the ultimate lover, mm. which is God, and we kind of, Peter's name kind of came up with that, is that then what happens is this, is that your passion for what he will give you desires for, and that love, you, you will know. You have to try to figure it out. You know, what do I do? What's next in my life? He'll guide and direct you, Red, as to what's next. Because your mind is not on the right thing, Brenda, or the right person. It has to be. All of, all of your affections and all of your desires have to be set on him. He has to be your all in all. Amen. Everything else, is, and then Rock would say, she said, it, it's just so good because every day you get to, you know, really, you know, pretty much you get to do what you love. No, my, 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 my heart desire, my cry is to be in full-time ministry. And, and so when it comes to the word of God, I, my, my heart cries that I can't do, I'm not doing it enough. And so when I'm at work, is is that I'm, I'm what, and I'm gonna get ahead of myself a little bit, but I got to share it. Is that where you set your heart, your affection, and your love towards mm -hmm. the other thing you would detest? It will cause your red to be weaker to the other things and people, because this is what causes that lack of intimacy, because our affection. All of our affection and desires is not for him. So for the things and people, we have more affection and desire towards. So it causes our relationship with him to be weakened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Wow. So we'll talk later about that, ladies. Uh, I would suggest the men receive that right now as well. <laughs> Your affections. So when you... Actually set your mind on him, all of your desires and your, and your affection. He will place you in a deliberate, a deliberate purpose with a, a very strong stability in life. That's good. He will place you in a place of purpose, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing. your glasses. I love your glasses. Like really yeah. nice. <laughs> Is that you will be... You be delivered by God, set in a place of purpose. So when you don't have purpose, you're still missing something. You have a hole, a gap in your life. And this is why we keep seeking other things, other people, something else. Yep. Because you, you, you don't have purpose. But when you have purpose, you're satisfied and you're full. Amen. And I'm just full off of God. I'm satisfied. This is why you're still seeking other things, Rocket, because you're not, you're not satisfied. We're just not satisfied. Didn't he say if you, and because he's enough. Amen. Didn't he say if you drink of my way, he said you'll never thirst again. You won't thirst, you won't be hungry. 
if you would just drink from him. But this would be because Christ is your life. Christ has to be your life. Mm -mm. Just uh, share something with you last night is that, and why my, my voice is a little even more raspy than normal right now is last night I was having a real bad asthma attack and I'm like, and I didn't tell my husband that I said, I, I really thought I probably need to go to the emergency room. And I literally had to hang off the bed just to, you know, different kind of ways for you just to kind of breathe, you know, you do different things and setting up, laying over, doing all these different kind of things. And um, it seems like the more I desire him, the more I get attacked. The yeah. more I want more of him, the more my body get attacked. Mm -hmm. And I said, Lord, I said, I just need to be able to talk tomorrow. I, I have no desire. I, I, I'll go through whatever I'm feeling right now with this discomfort in me not being able to really breathe 100% right now. I said, but if I can just teach a word tomorrow, I, that's my desire. What we don't and, and can't seem to deal with is discomfort in our life, or uh, things not going right in our life, or uh, how we feel. I, but Lord God, because my passion is you, I just want to be able to teach tomorrow. And so uh, that's always my, my heart cry because he is, he is my life. Pastor, you got something to say? <laughs> All that you said was true because he already had brought it to me. And he, he really told me, don't worry mm -hmm. because of what you're going to bring forth today. So I wasn't worried. I was praying. Amen. And I knew that it was going to come to pass Amen. because there was going to be some people here today that we have no idea. But you got to really understand you're not here by mm. uh, your will. You're here by divine purpose and divine point. Amen. And these are the things that, yeah. and this is to let you know that when you really take the call of God serious, and even sometimes your loved ones may or may not understand at that time why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. I, yesterday, uh, with start graduation, I, I was, because of my, and Fee knows it too, she said, you, you just got this uneasiness, unrest. You just want to get, you know, I had to get to my message because it's like I hadn't, I need to make sure I prepare adequately and be before God to give what, give God people what they need. And, and it was such a, a, a sacrifice, I want you to know, to, to even be present, to, to be there, but I wouldn't miss it for anything. But I said, God, I said, you just please make up the difference of the time because I, I, I need to. I prefer always, always to be in your presence. And, and, and we we'll all get to that place one time in our life, or hopefully it's constant in our life, that he's all what I need, and I have to be in his presence. I, I got to get there, and nothing else matters. He will bring a balance when you actually say nothing else matters. Uh, it, it, was a, 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 it was a real deep thing for Pastor and I to be, present because when you've been called to lead God's people we our personal life and, and for our children our grandchildren we try to make certain that we're still there for them naturally but we're praying that not only they understand but everybody understand 
that the house of God and his call come first and foremost. But it was a desperate, desperate, real sacrifice that, that we did. And my body was tired. I was there. It was almost like I couldn't even think um, because I, my body was really tired. Um, and this is what happens, though, when you lay down your life and you give God everything, when you give him everything, then he can give you everything and return back. Amen. 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 Christians must walk more closely with God in obedience. That's real good. Say that one more time. And we're talking about being more heavenly minded here. Christians must walk more closely with God in obedience. Especially with these times that are coming. And just be reminded, as heaven and earth are contrary to one another, both cannot be followed together. That's good. You cannot follow heaven and earth together. And I talk about our affection to one will weaken and diminish our affection to the other. So when you start to walk con- contrary to the word of God, what's going to happen is that your affection for him is going to diminish. You're going to find it difficult to pray. You're going to find it difficult to give because to the kingdom of God. But you'll find it easy to give to the world. You'll find it easy to purchase things for yourself and do things for you. But you'll find it almost impossible and heart-wrenching to give to the kingdom of God. We are dead to sin. Keep that in mind. And this is a, a real good revelation that uh, God revealed to me. He said, those who have my spirit modified within their lust of their flesh. He said, with my spirit, you're able to modify the lust of your flesh. With my spirit. You don't, it's not a fight that what you're trying to do. He said, with my spirit, Dave, it causes your flesh to be modified. But it's only through obedience. That means kill. Through your obedience, it causes you to allow Holy Spirit to modify your flesh, hmm. to say no to it, to say no to the things that are not pleasing to God. Hmm. And then this will open the door to have desire to do things that's pleasing to him. Christ lives in the believer by his spirit. But you actually live in him by your obedience to the word of God. Mm-mm. How do you live for Christ? He lives in you by his spirit. But how do you live for him? You live for him by obeying his word. You live for him on how you live, on what you do. That's how you live for him and above your flesh. I guess I ask this question now after reading Colossians 3, 1 through 4, has the old man died and does the new man live? Mm. Before we actually reach the world, we're going to have to leave the world. Mm -mm. That's really good. And John 8, Jesus says, Ye are from beneath, I'm from above. You are of this world, I'm not of this world. 
I want you to listen real close to this because this is kind of deep here. But don't try to analyze it right now. When Holy Spirit speaks, he is a revealer of truth. He's going to reveal himself to you. Jesus, even though he came into the world, reached the world from the vantage point above the world. Even though Jesus came into the world, he reached the world from a vantage point above the world. Mm -hmm. How can you come into something, not be of it, but you reach it from another place? <laughs> the only way to really reach the world is to leave it or to be from without of the world. I'm starting to understand that. The only way to really reach the world is to leave the world or to be from without the world and to bring to the world a divine dimension. I'm going to repeat that one more time. The only way to really reach the world is two ways. Leave the world or to be from without the world and to bring the world a divine dimension. So I'm in the world. I've been born in the world and to it. But I reached the world not from the earth. I reached the world from another dimension. Mm -hmm. I reach it from eternity. Mm -hmm. You're here, but your name is Corey? <coughs> but Corey, you can be here, but you can be taking care of something that's somewhere in Japan. You're able to go to another dimension outside of time, right here. Set your mind. Set your mind on where you want to go and what you want to do. Right from the place of this world, but from the vantage point outside of this world, which is in another dimension, which is in eternity. This is how the believer lives. They don't live from a worldly, earthly perspective. Because if a believer lives this way, this is his demise. Because he's now been called out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So you can't live now from the old perspective of darkness. You have to live from the perspective of light, which is from heaven, which is contrary to how you normally think. I look, it looked like I don't have any money. And it's a fact. But facts change. That's right. Not truth. Truth does not change. You can, the truth is, it's not a fact that you are African American, black, or whatever you know, term you like to use. That's something that would never change. Not while you're on this earth. True. But what's an eternity... You can speak that to things that are subject to change. That's subject to the word of God. You can speak to your situation that's subject to change, Corey. Mm -hmm. However you see your life today can change tomorrow. Why? However you're experiencing your life today, in a moment, if you speak from the advantage of heaven, it can change 
and the moon. See, and they need to find where it's written. He says, as, we, as he is, so are we in this world. That he's seated on the right hand of the Father. It's got to be in there. So if, if he is, and he, you're seated with him in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. He didn't say seated with him in earthly places. He said heavenly places. Keep in mind about our flesh. This is what happens to you. Oh, yeah. Your flesh always let you down. This is why you can't operate from the earthly perspective. Every time. People let you down. Stuff they say they're going to do, don't do. Break your heart. Mm -hmm. they, 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 and people just, just nothing good in us. We, we put our trust in people mm -hmm. instead of him. But go ahead. The flesh is weak. Paul says the flesh brings this. The flesh brings weakness. The flesh will cause you to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. The flesh will cause you to kill yourself. Suicide. The flesh brings weakness. The flesh will cause you to destroy marriage. Mm -hmm. The flesh will. The flesh will cause you to destroy the best relationship that God has caused you to be a part of because of how you feel. It's not comfortable now. It doesn't feel good. The flesh, it brings weakness. It brings hostility. It brings sin. It brings fear. Mm. Not just her. Oh, I'm going to have a heart attack. It brings fear. It brings slavery. Bondage. This is what the flesh does. It, it puts you in a place of prison. It's never satisfied either. No, never. never. Always seeking something new and better. It is never satisfied. A new look. Yeah. <laughs> It brings death. It brings decay. But the spirit brings life. Where it looks like there's nothing going to work out right. It brings life. It brings righteousness. It brings things in the right state of being. It brings adoption. For those who are no longer or were any part of God, now you've been brought in to a place of acceptance. It brings freedom. Don't y'all want to be free? You are. You are. It brings freedom. Yes. You're free to think right. Mm. You're free not to be angry. You're free to succeed. You're free from your past. The spirit brings freedom. That, to me, that, that, that was a term that just, you know, sounded the loudest to me. It brings freedom. It liberates you. It brings peace. It brings submission. Mm -hmm. The Spirit brings you to a place to surrender to Him. Submit. 
This is why few of us become to be great leaders because you've never learned to submit. You never learn mm. to follow. Great leaders. This is why majority of people are not successful because you have not learned to submit. The word of God trying to bring you to a place of ultimate submission in every area of your life. And you will experience success like you've never seen it before. It brings you to a place of glorification after you have submitted. So what's the application of the word of God that we've been talking about here, that we've been made to rise with him? How do you set your minds on things above? How do you do that? I'll tell you the first thing that you should do is to take a stock inventory of your thoughts. It's to meditate on. Showing you down the application of the word. How do you set your mind on spiritual things? Do a stock inventory of your thoughts. That's so good. Mm. Ooh. What's on your radio station? Uh-huh. What songs fill your head throughout the day? <laughs> mm. And ahead. when you get to listen to those songs, where do it actually drive you to? <laughs> where, is your, where is your final destination after you mm. listen mm. to these songs and lyrics? Where, mm. where has it taken you? Where is your final destination? The kids can identify with this one. Mm-hmm. Some of the music you listen to, what's... Where, do, where does these thoughts take Bring you? Bring y'all back in. Mm-hmm. You're watching on TV. Where, mm. where, where does these thoughts take you? How much Dragon Ball Z y'all watching? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the kids. <laughs> what books are you reading? That's right. Children. R.L. Stein and Goosebump. What y'all reading? What are you reading? What's He's most for you. fascinating <laughs> for you? Jet Magazine. What y'all read? <laughs> They're right. They read something. They read something. What are you reading? They're reading something. What are the TV shows that, you know, you can't wait to record? Is it scandal? Mm. Oh, why not? Why not? They're watching it, too. I don't know. They're watching it, too. Think about mm. it. Think about that word, you scandal. Could you get a scandal? Think about it. <laughs> What's that thing? <laughs> Is that one of your shows? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but think about, think about the things that you record. Then the house you can't wait to, to get to. Even the preachers of L.A., the mm-hmm. preachers of L.A., I had to, I had to prove myself from that because, I'm, it just makes me mad. That's all. It just. So I asked him, why do you want to get mad? That's I know. Cause mad make you feel good sometimes. Oh. No, it, it really breaks my heart. You can't watch too much. It's just too much. It's way too much. It's, that's not the representation that I want the world to see. When you're in your home, 
and you get angry with someone, what are the thoughts that come to you? Mm. There's some thoughts you have when you're just by yourself. <laughs> you know, no, riding. Well, you know, I, I want to get when oh, they're right with the person. Not when they're with the person. Longer. Oh, and with what, the person. Yeah, yeah. When, when you're with the person in your household, and you're angry your with kids them. kids too? What, yes. Yeah, everybody. What are your thoughts about your parents? Grandparents, huh? Yeah. What's what are your thoughts when you're what are your being thoughts? disciplined? Go ahead. The Lord is speaking. <laughs> you have thoughts about them. Mm. Don't say you don't because you do. And these thoughts. Mm, see. <laughs> and we got to be careful about our thoughts. You we know sure why? We do. Because you build a house of thoughts. And you will act upon them. And you will dwell in that house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like you dwell in your natural mm. house. So do an inventory That's really good. of your thoughts today when you leave and see what house that you have built. I got to go here. I got to go here because I, I'm delivered. I, I'll tell y'all, if you're not delivered from something, you won't be able to talk about it. I'm going to get the attention in a minute. When you are delivered from something, and, and porn doesn't have to be from men, and, I mean, it's men and women. Men and women. So I'm going to tell you, I know what your thoughts are being occupied with because that used to be me <laughs> before I was saved. I'm going to tell you what your mind is thinking and what is on. I'm going to tell you the imagery that you continue to see. And Lord, no, today is really crazy with your phones. I didn't even know. I mean, thank God I'm delivered. But it is really crazy. So your mind, your thoughts, your meditation. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. You want me to come in and lie to you? I'm going to tell you the truth. Those kind of thoughts lead you to the wrong people, the wrong places. It creates an image inside of you that is polluted. I'm just saying your meditation has to be correct. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you just lust, guess what? And it's not, lust is just not saying, it's just anything that is not of God. It's what you desire. It's what you desire. Everybody, it's just sick. No, it's not. That's Jesus. All right. <laughs> but I'm just telling you. Hey, look, you got to be real. And the word of God, listen, before Mel continue, the word of God said it is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word should cut you today. It should find something about in your life. It should, it's a mirror, right? So you should see a reflection, and it should bring forth change. If you don't love your kids, you'll never discipline them. If you don't love your kids, you'll never tell them they're doing anything wrong. That's right. But if you love them, you're going to tell them they're doing something wrong. That's the wrong thinking. That's the wrong line of thought. The word says this is what you need to do. If you, God loves us, he has to bring correction. Amen. So the word after this preached should bring correction to you. Like you can't tell me. Nobody in here sitting here. Nothing that God has said today through his oracle, Melvin speaking, that it has not afflicted you. And that affected you in some way. It had to. Say so it should make you see yourself. I'm extremely hot. Can we please turn down the, the heat? I guess the heat is affecting me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot up here yeah, the, when the anointing is on. The application of the word, because we were on the, pretty much on the 15th of the hour, minute of the hour, half an hour here. 
uh, application of the word, uh, to continue with that, I want us to turn real quickly to Psalms of 73, verse 25 through 26. That's 73, verse 25 through 26. And we're talking about how do we set our mind on the things above. And this here is a very awesome scripture here. Uh, there's so many others that um, correlate to this as well. And so Psalms 73, verse 25, 26 reads, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I want to see, can we get the Amplified on that and the New Living Translation? Righty. And it reads, Uh, the New Living okay. Translation. Do you got it? Okay. Yeah. Pe okay. Pages, go ahead. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the, the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. See, again, he talks about here, David said, really, God is all that matters. And for us, until we get to that place, there's no way that you've been made to rise with him because your mind is not set on him. Your mind has to be set. Your affection has to be fixed on him. This establishes you in a place of stability that nothing that happens in your life will move you out of place. You're not, you're not moved by people. You're not moved by what they say or what they don't say because you've been put in a place of stability of that your mind is fixed on what is good and what is pure. So for things that are not good, which is all things that's earthly, <laughs> and is not pure, <laughs> and that's death and decay, is of the earth. But things that are pure and is good is of heaven. Your mind will be set on that. And you won't be affected by the people and your situation and circumstance, and you will truly be able to count things all joy. My suffering. This is why we, we find no honor in suffering. We find no honor in that. The things that we, we go through in life, we want to hurry up and get out of them. You know, the, the things that you had no connection with or you didn't initiate. You know, the bad things that happened in our past that you, you thought was to destroy you was only to build you up. But I'm sure you thought, well, wasn't that an easy way to build me up, Lord? <laughs> Did it have you, to hurt so you, bad? Couldn't you just build me up through your word, just say it? Why'd I have to go through this? The trying and the testing of your faith. Right, and, he, and, and I think I heard witness that you wouldn't receive it. You got that right. And we won't. We wouldn't. And you know why? Because that's way too easy for you. And you'd be just like the people of Israel when he brought them out of Egypt. How soon they have forgotten. Right, teacher. So verse uh, 
25 years, he actually was saying, who have I in heaven but thee? Thus then he turns away from the glitter which fascinated him to the true gold, which is Christ, which Amen. was his real treasure. He felt that his God was better to him than all the wealth, health, honor, and peace, which he had so much envy in the world. Yea, he was not only better than all on earth, but more excellent than anything also in heaven. And all the things that he considered to be good for him, he tossed it to the side that he might fulfill the will of God. This is what he's saying here, that the things of earth that, that glitters, you think is so great. Mm -hmm. Your house, your car, things, materialistic things. This is what makes you happy. Tell you right now that you want a million dollars, you're tearing up in here. Folks be jumping out the window. Tearing up some stuff. We couldn't sit you down, right? To be honest, couldn't sit you down. No way you just be sitting here. Oh, okay, good. I'll just you know, get my million when I, I, I leave. I, okay. There's no way you can continue to sit in your seat. You coming up right now getting your million. Depression. I'll it, pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> man, people just, I mean, come on. See, you exchange your depression right away man. for that million. Forgot all about what you was depressed about, right? No blood got to be shed? Oh, it's a no. deal. Come on. But think about it. He has given you so much more because he said, these things are fleeting and they fade away quickly. You go to Ephesians, you'll find out what your heavenly blessings are. Amen. We go into, we pretty much uh, at 124 here. Yeah, almost there. This is the fact, Christ is your life. And we have to set our things on what's above and you have been raised with Christ. If you don't believe that he is your life, you will lack the vital reason to set your mind on things from above. If you don't believe that Christ is your life, you will lack the vital reason. You won't have a reason to set your mind on things above. That's it right there. I'm leaving you with this. This is a fact. <laughs> if you don't believe that Christ is your life, you will not have the vital tool to access the reason to set your mind on things from above. <laughs> Consider this. If you did not have Christ, you would not have life. Consider they, that one. But they think they do. Think about this. Martin, I'm in there. <laughs> it's a reminder to the believer. <laughs> <laughs> As Ron said, yeah, you be throwing shade. Y'all always say, be throwing shade. <laughs> Ron said, uh-uh, I got in the kingdom. I got in there. He said, he's in there. Got you, got you, man. <laughs> oh, that kingdom call over me is over. I'm in there. I'm, over, I'm in there. <laughs> I got you, Ron. I got that you, kingdom man. thing is over with. I'm in there. <laughs> I got you, Ron. Mm -mm. But we ought to be reminded that if you don't have Christ, you don't have life. And 1 John 5, 11 uh, 12 says, and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this is life in his son. 
But if you are a Christian, Christ's life is manifested in you. Keep that in mind. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus. You as a believer, you're always carrying in your body the death of Jesus. So the life of Jesus may also be manifested in you. You have to be reminded that I'm carrying in my body the death of Jesus. Wow. That's, that's heavy for so, me. That's heavy for me. It is and, and if you're reminded of this, by what happens is this, that Christ will be manifested in you. I, I'm, I, I have to say it again because it has to find a place in your heart. Is that you have to remind yourself that Christ is dead in your body. For him to be dead in your body, it demonstrated that he would be manifested in your life. The reality that he died for you and you died with him is that you have to be reminded that he is dead in your body. Mm -mm. But yet he's manifested in your life. Go, no, I'm just saying this. Mm? This kind of makes me think about you see all the rappers they got the cross on their necks. They're not remembering what, what was going on on that cross. Mm -mm. So I'm just saying, while you, we, it's, we, still, we should have that on there because it should remind you when you see that. But we don't. We're just wearing it because it's some trinket mm -hmm. and not really understanding what the cross was. So when you see the person with the cross, mm -hmm. and don't, don't go with the one with Jesus mm -hmm. on it because Jesus has risen. He's not on the cross. So that he will be manifested there you go. in the hearts of men. Mm. That whole concept, because it's still messing me up, yeah. that you carry in your body mm -hmm. the death of, cross, of Christ. In your body. You carry that in your body. His life is what animates you, that gives you life. Right. It's what makes you the new creation. Right. Yeah, I'm excited. For Galatians says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, mm -hmm. but Christ who lives in me. Leave you with uh, John 14, 19 through 20. This is what Christ told, told them when he, he left. He said, I will still be with you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I live, you also will live. And that day you'll know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. That's so powerful. He says here, I'm leaving, but I'm staying. I'm going because I have to ascend, but I'll still be here in you and you in the Father. And when they see you, they'll see me. This is how I'm still here. Jesus, thank you. Yeah, because he said the world, he said, he said, and the world seeth me not. So he's leaving. Mm -hmm. This was the word manifested in the earth, yeah. in time. Yeah. But he said the world is not mm -hmm. going to see me.
but you will, because you're going to now know that by my spirit, I will not leave you comfortless, but go ahead. Yeah. I will send another comforter for you. This is how you have to, it was, uh, That's good. when pastor was praying and exalting, this is how, this is a prime example of John 14, 19, 20. I'm going to say it to you one more time because I want you to be able to see Christ and you. Amen. I want you, I want it to be a reality that you actually experience Christ now. Not when you have a glorified body, but now. Here's provide a way that you can experience him right now. Mm. And so this is what happened when Pastor was praying. It comes a point to where it's no longer the flesh, the man that is speaking, but his creator speaking through him. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. The world won't see him. That's right. But you will see me, those who believe, mm. because I live. Mm. You also will live. Rise with me. And that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Mm. Wow. Do we have any questions? Because we are we're at that time. <laughs> I want us to definitely know that the reality of our identification with Christ has been brought through the workmanship of our redemption. And if we never get that, we can never live a successful life. And how the world defines success, you'll always come up short because you're no longer of the world. You've been born from above. There's great success and increase in you, Dave. Because he lives inside of you and he and the Father. And when other people see you, Dave, they don't see Dave. They see the Father. Because the Son has ascended on the right-hand side of the Father with all power and authority, Fredlina, all power and authority to defeat the enemy. And every situation and circumstance that you face is not your demise, it's not your defeat, it's your great victory. Until we actually get that, Sherry, sickness we will bow down to. The thought of lack of money we will bow down to. Being tormented mm. or oppressed by demonic spirits we will bow down to. The torment of our past we will bow down to because we don't have a revelation of our redemption. The work that has already been done through the love that cannot be described by our creator, by Yeshua. He did it all. He did it all so you didn't have to do anything except believe. 
believe in the work that I've done that I have credit to you that you've done also with me. Jesus. <laughs> what a bargain. You don't have to take the test, Red. Just be there while I'm taking the test. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You don't have to be up late nights and, and for the times of study. And how are you going to overcome? That was all my job when I went to Hades. I stripped the enemy from all of his power and authority to harm you. Every host of hell, every legion, every demon that was assigned to your life before you were born, I've already taken charge and put him under your feet. This is why the word of God says, I've given you power to tread over serpents and scorpions. Mm -hmm. This is demonic. That's right. That's what it represents. We're thinking a, a little serpent, a snake, yep. a scorpion. He says, I've already given you power to tread over them. Because I have conquered Satan. I've been crucified. I've been made alive. And you with me. I've risen with all power. He says no one else has this eternal power that can cause the cosmos to respond to my word. Mm. Who can do that? Who has the power to put the sun, the moon, and the stars in their place? Who has the power to place a heart into you that will cause you to respond to him? Who has that power? There's no drug that can take you to a place of ecstasy like I can. There's no drug, there's no pharmaceutical that you can take that will take you to a place to where I am. This is a place of absolute peace, stability, completeness you have with me. And now you are the sons of God. Yeah. You've been born from above. There's no sickness that can rule you. There's no lack of what you think you see that is your master. Sin and death has already been overtaken by my love. 
He said, I appeared in the universe courtroom of eternity. Justice was the judge. Prosecutor was Satan, the adversary. He said, I was your lawyer. And every juror was faith, love, mercy. Set it up. They went in, they presided, they met. Faith did it. Love, mercy, and grace. He said, as the prosecutor accused you of every sin and everything that you did and said, Jesus, your advocate, that it was me. It was me. I'm the guilty one. I killed. I lied. It was me. Faith, love, grace, and mercy handed over their burden. And they passed it to justice, the Father. And in the mind of justice, your great advocate was guilty. Jesus, Yeshua, he was guilty. He received the verdict of guilty so that you wouldn't be found guilty and you could experience all power and glory. Knowing that he would have to separate himself from his father mm -hmm. to be crucified and die and be buried in a place among the murderers, those who were truly guilty. He was laid in a place, a shallow grave with the evil ones. But the love that he extended to us was the same love that resurrected him and brought him back up. And you now possess that same love and that same power. Identify yourself with him. Identify yourself with the new birth. You're not who you thought you were this morning. You are born from above. A place that's higher than your situation. A place that's higher than your circumstance. You're born not from this earth new creation. Breathe 
through the Word of God. I pray that the Word of God has reached place in you that has never reached before. I pray that the Holy Spirit continue to teach you today as you leave. He will unveil to you the unsurmountable love that he showered upon you. And you will give him what's his, your life. Because your life is not yours. You now live the life of Christ. He's all.